Hello and welcome back to episode four of the VoiceOver Talks podcast, season two. These are short bite-sized episodes that focus on a specific topic each week to hopefully provide some actionable advice and tips that you can take away and start implementing straight away into your own voiceover careers. Now, this week I'm going to be talking about getting into character and giving some of my top tips for truly immersing yourself into a character role, whether that's for a video game, a cartoon or animated series, radio plays, audio dramas, anything that involves character work as opposed to commercial, corporate or narration, etc. Now, these tips are not any form of actual coaching. They're not a substitute for performance training or anything like that. But what they will do is help you step out of your own shoes and to get into the headspace of the character that you are portraying. So let's jump right into tip number one, the power of music. Now, we're all aware how much music can influence our emotions, and without a doubt, this method is one of the most effective I've found for getting into character. So, you know when you're at the gym or you're going for a run and you're starting to flag a little, and then suddenly your favorite song comes on, a real power ballad blasting out of your headphones, and then suddenly there's this surge of energy and adrenaline that goes through you. You know, that feeling when the chorus kicks in and you feel like you could just kick a door down and own the room that you walk into. And so I like to harness this power, the power of music, and let it transport me into a completely different headspace or scenario, depending on the scene or the character that I'm voicing. People often say that voiceover is in some ways harder than on-screen acting, as often we've got no one to react to or to play off of. We're not surrounded by other characters or immersive set pieces. We are, for the most part, alone in our booths. And so this tip helps give you something to work with. So let's say you have a really emotionally intense or dramatic scene and you need to show anger and fear or a whole range of intense emotions. Now, just reading from the script without any other stimuli, it can be quite difficult to find the right headspace or to imagine yourself in that particular scene when all you can hear is silence. But what happens when you loop something like this, just quietly in your headphones while you record? Letting the music help heighten your emotional state So now when you go through those lines showing that sense of fear or anger or sadness, you'll find those emotions are much easier to tap into as as the music has already heightened them. Or at the other end of the scale, let's say you have an intense action sequence. You're trying to escape an enemy fortress mounted with explosives while being hunted before time runs out. So try thinking about what that scene might sound like in its final form. You can throw down a fitting music bed, add an effect or two, and create your own soundscape to react to or to bounce off of. So maybe something like this. So straight away you can feel the intensity rising and really immerse yourself in that scene. And so by using music and sound in this way, it becomes much easier to truly immerse yourself in that scene and become the character that you're playing. 
Now, while this is a very useful tool and absolutely one that you can use during live sessions too, often I'll ask the client if they have an idea of the music that will be used and if they can send it through for me to work to during the session to help with tone and pacing and stuff like that. And they're always very, very happy to do so. But you don't want to become too reliant on this method because there will be times when it's not possible. So for in-person sessions, maybe your last minute changes before a remote session or directional changes on the fly. And so you don't want to rely on this for all of your character work. But when the occasion calls for it, it can be a really powerful tool to help you tap into the mindset of a new character. Tip number two, let there be light. And tip number two really just builds on the idea of the previous tip. So we have our music or sound bed to work with to be our virtual partner. And so now we add some more to that in the form of light or the lack of. So if your character is creeping through a dark cave or walking a deserted street in the middle of the night, having your studio lights on full blast isn't going to be helping in terms of that immersion. So this tip is about using lighting to help further expand on the atmosphere we created in tip one. So depending on the scene, you can try turning off your lights completely or investing in a dimmer switch or a, a smart bulb so you can precisely control the brightness. Or even better, I have a whole setup of smart bulbs and RGB strip lighting which can be set to any colour imaginable and to a range of pulse patterns. So, for example, in the action scene I mentioned earlier, perhaps the uh, power is out and a pulsing red emergency light is my only source of illumination. So now, when you hear the suspenseful music and the siren of the alarm going off and your room is almost completely dark other than a pulsing red light, you are pretty much halfway to actually being in that scene already, without ever leaving your booth. And with these two tips, in your performances, if you compare it to the same reads that you give under normal lighting with no other sound to, uh, to immerse you, the difference will be night and day. Tip number three, props to the props. And again, tip number three is just building further on the immersion that we've already created. So props are another incredibly useful tool. And in fact, many studios, particularly those that specialize in video game audio, will have a whole selection of props of swords and shields and guns and life-size dolls, all sorts that the actor can hold in their hands during performances, not only to increase immersion, but to encourage their sounds to be more natural in relation to what the character is doing. So if you're swapping lines with a foe during a sword fight, it's going to sound much more authentic if you're actually swinging something that resembles a sword around in front of you. Of course, just take care not to damage your equipment. But there are so many props you can find around the home that can become anything you need them to be. Finally, tip number four is the final nail in the coffin in terms of creating an immersive world to react to. We're often told as voice actors, particularly with commercial or, or narrative work, to visualize our audience or, you know, for nailing that conversational read to picture a friend and read our script to them as if we're talking to them. And this tip really is just taking that another step. So particularly with games and animation, there's often already some form of artwork available for characters within a scene. And so in many cases, you can ask the director or developer for an image of the person you're talking to. And have this up on screen next to your script or print it off if you're old school and deliver your lines right to them. And on this note, it's also really important to understand your own character too and what they look like, their posture, how they hold or present themselves or other physical characteristics they might have that would inform your delivery. And so having a picture of the character you are playing to hand is really useful too. 
If you ever watch those behind the scenes videos or the making of uh, huge studio films where you watch the actors in recording studios, they're often surrounded by pictures of their own character in different poses and with different expressions, partially for marketing purposes. But it's also really useful for the actors to help them visualize certain characteristics and to help them embody the character they are playing. And that's another really useful tool. Now, I hope you found these tips useful, and if you do try them out, let me know how you get on. Try recording yourself reading a scene dry, and then again with everything that we've spoken about here, and let the results speak for themselves. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you're new to the series, be sure to go back and check out Series 1, where I interview a new guest from the world of voiceover every week and discuss their unique journeys into the world of voiceover. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast where there's a brand new episode every week. I'm Scott Tunnix. You can find me at tunnixvo.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Tunnix or Instagram via tunnix underscore vo. 